Hi there. Welcome to MR Explorer, the podcast. I'm your host, Z Johnson, and I am coming to you a couple weeks out of IIEX. I know that it's probably a little surprising that I have waited this long to record my post-conference podcast, but between life and between um, just having a million things happening that week and the week after, uh, it's just taken me a bit. However, I actually find this um, potentially even more useful and more interesting because now that it's been a couple of weeks, I am going to be talking about what has still stuck with me uh, since just after the conference, since the conference happened. So get ready. Let's go. All right. So the conference was held in Austin, Texas. Uh, IIEX stands for Insights Innovation Exchange. It was three packed days of talks and talks and talks. Um, Different tracks. I think there were five different tracks. My favorite still by far has to be the incredible new speaker track that Annie Pettit puts together. This is the second year that I know that's happened and it's a fantastic opportunity to listen to people who are either new in the business or new to speaking, but the topics are really fascinating. Um, The one that I found most fascinating was actually comparing information learned from the way that marketing successes happened in the early 1900s with technologies that were considered extremely revolutionary uh, and maybe not early 1900s, but uh, still technology that was revolutionary that happened during or that came to market in the 1900s. For example... Uh, airplanes and flight and how it had originally been used for businessmen, highly uh, male specific. And suddenly they realized the airlines realized that they needed to expand if they wanted to include more women. And these women were um, generally unfamiliar with the technology, a little scared of the technology and felt excluded from the technology and from the experience overall. And so the marketing messaging ended up being changed and the way that they, they did things changed so that it became like companion fairs. You can, the wife could come along for free, experience what it was going to be like. There were other things that were done. And lo and behold, instead of talking about the technology, it talked about the experience and what was going to happen as a result of the experience. And this was was presented as a call to action to the industry on all this technology that we are talking about, AI, blockchain, uh, machine learning, what have you, that we should probably stop talking so much about the technology itself and start talking more about the experience that we are intending to generate as a result of this technology. And I thought that was a phenomenal job done um, presenting that information. I will put the, the presenter's name in the speaker notes because it really was, it was such a cool presentation. Um, other things that I still have resonating with me since the, um, since the conference, uh, number one, just how many vendors are now in this space, market research vendors. Uh, we tend to refer to them as suppliers. I'm going to do a future podcast that kind of revisits a topic I had on my blog a little while ago, which was the fact that I don't think we should be referring to each other as suppliers versus clients. 
just because we're at a phase in the market research industry where it is far beyond that. The so-called supplier side is not so much supplying information as partnering with clients to deliver information, to deliver insights, to seek out insights and put together data. Like I said, that's going to be a podcast for a future, but there are a, there are a lot of players in this space. Um, there was a picture that I ended up taking after everyone had actually cleared out because it was so incredible, just the the space that was given to um, to all of these market research companies. And as you came down these escalators to uh, the areas where tracks one and two were being held, you also ended up in market research <laughs> vendor land. Uh, each particular company had a small booth area that spanned the entire section. I heard it referred to as the rainbow of suppliers. Um, it, and honestly, as an attendee, this was one of the things that I found surprising was it made it hard for me to know who did what. And I think that is a thing that we are seeing right now in this industry is we have so many companies that are participating in, in, in research insights and so many of them doing very similar things that the experience of coming down the escalator and seeing just this, this row of banners with company names on it, company logos, I think that was so telling for the experience that I feel like we are currently having in the industry as a whole, which is there are so many options to choose from. There are so many cool things being done from neuroscience to behavioral science to big data, so-called big data to um, AI to you name it. And I think it's getting done by somebody Uh, um, automation, of course, but The interesting thing is that line of that row of uh, companies wasn't it. There were also two bookends. I call them bookends because there were two different rooms on each end that also were full of uh, market research companies showcasing their work, showcasing what they do. So it got to be a little bit overwhelming. Um, I... I really, I felt sorry for a lot of the companies that were there just because it had to be so difficult to try to not only line up with where your booth was so that people knew which company you were there to represent, but also just to find a way to differentiate yourself aside from having some kind of giveaway. Um, so that is something that, of course, Z's view is kind of this meta view of how that relates to just really the experience that we're having right now. And I have to say, it's uh, it's going to be the companies who are able to truly differentiate themselves, who I think are going to stand out from the crowd. Whether that be differentiate themselves, I don't think it's actually going to be differentiating yourselves necessarily at a conference, at a booth, but in terms of what you bring to the market. No longer are we really going to be able to differentiate one, quote, full full service market research provider, end quote, from another. Now we need to know, okay, so of the 10 full service research providers, what do you do differently from everyone else? 
again, topic for perhaps a future podcast. I've written about it on my blog, but it, it came back to bear probably even harder than before, just because of the space that was allotted to eat to all of these different booths. And, uh, and it, it kind of felt like being on the client side, it really could feel like going into a little bit of a lion's den. And I know that's going to make people wince and I kind of wince saying it, but honestly, there were some of these, uh, companies that it felt like running the gauntlet as you were walking down because you had your company name as a as a client on your badge and suddenly it was like let me talk to you 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 um and that wasn't just my experience that was the experience some of my colleagues had walking through that and going through that um so it it was a bit daunting and that was unfortunately one of the things that I am taking with me is just how how that felt coming into that area. That's not to say that there aren't amazing companies out there. There are there are a lot of amazing companies out there, but this is more call to action to all the different companies to focus on what your strengths are, focus make a focus on what you are going to differentiate on. I think uh, I have been hearing recently more about how companies who choose one thing and say this is a thing that we're going to do better than anyone else as opposed to we're going to do best in everything. The companies that seem to focus on one thing seem to be the ones that do better. Of course, I say that in full knowledge that I currently work for Microsoft and I actually take that as a an example of spreading yourself too thin not winning in any space because you are spread too thin. And once you can actually come back to a core tenet and a core philosophy and a core competency for the buzzword terms of the day, when you come back to a core, then you see more success happening. All right. So other things that I was able to take away from this experience, um, the third thing that is on my list. So I've, I've talked about just the super awesome new speakers track. Um, I've talked about the, uh, just the kind of the overwhelming experience of the number of market research companies. And I know that wasn't all of them that were even represented there at that conference. Um, but third, I want to talk on the end-to-end, how do I put this, the breadth of progress that is being made across multiple companies beyond the, quote, client side in terms of where everyone is at for doing insights. So I had the opportunity of sitting in a workshop uh, on the first half day um, with People, a couple of people who were just part of either a one or a two person market research group versus someone from Facebook who was, who had a different approach to the things that we happen to be doing at Microsoft. So at Microsoft right now, we are looking at pulling pieces of data together. So various disparate pieces of data together so that we can come up with, with insights that are data agnostic. So that means doing more in the realms of data science uh, to pull insights together 
looking at what information we have before we go out and try to seek new information so that we can be more thoughtful, more mindful about what information it is that we need. Um, However, it was so fascinating to hear about how Facebook seems to be approaching this, which is each product line has a a researcher, a a market research um, person alongside a data science person, and they work together on different projects. That is different to the approach that we have here at Microsoft currently, which is we have a market research team, we have a data science team and teams on both sides, and occasionally they'll pair together uh, to, to work on projects together. But it's not necessarily like each product line has a dedicated data scientist and dedicated market researcher that work to in hand in hand to come up with the insights. Uh, and I'm not I'm not 100% certain that I am even elucidating what Facebook does very well. I just know that they had kind of this methodologist along with the data scientist together uh, working across uh, in different groups. So a focus as well as that combination. But then I, we also had people, like I said, who were just a single individual trying to do insights. Now, the thing that I find super interesting about this breadth, this um, scope, not scope, um, this line of people who are single individuals trying to do research trying to do insights on behalf of an organization, um, a spectrum, the spectrum of people who are by themselves trying to do research for an organization and gather insights to drive business decisions all the way to the large companies that have large research or insights teams that are working to do the same thing. Those who I see that are coming in today that are doing more of the single individual or just small team trying to make a huge impact, I am seeing more of those companies going straight into research automation, for example, Um, going straight into, they're not starting with a survey. They start at pulling the information that has already been gathered together. For example, um, in, in a healthcare industry, gathering all of the information and finding out who has different pieces of information and who has what information first. And this is before going out and trying to add to that. And I think it speaks to the variety of information, the wealth of information, as well as the availability of information. But the fact that those small teams, that is where they start versus these large companies where we are trying to pivot away from answering everything with a survey into being more data agnostic with our insights. I found extremely insightful, um, pun absolutely not intended. But the fact that that on the one side of the spectrum where because perhaps of the fact that resources are so extremely limited, they just cannot be afforded the opportunity to go and spend six weeks trying to put together a study. Instead, it's what do we have now? How can we get insights from that now? And then how can we do these automated quick burst types of research pieces to add to that, to fill in the blanks? Um, 
I, I just, and then compared to the other side of the spectrum where it's like going the opposite direction, hopefully at some point we'll meet in the middle. Those groups that are super tiny will get more resources and those groups that are super huge will, will be able to find a way to, to start where these smaller groups are currently at. As well as um, pulling, pulling together to, to learn from each other. I think that is the fourth thing that I take away from, from these types of conferences is, yes, I might work for Microsoft, a multi-billion dollar company with a team of almost 100 researchers just in one particular insights team. However, there is so much that I can learn from the hospital who has a, a two, maybe three person insights team working for them. There is so much that I can learn from the single individual who is attempting to um, showcase why market research and why insights is important to help drive revenue for a smaller gaming company. Um, there is just so much to learn from across this industry from so many individuals, regardless where they are happen to be. Um, in terms of company size, in terms of how they are approaching insights. And I think that is part of the beauty of these types of conferences is coming together, learning from each other, finding out how we're each tackling this thing called insights, this thing called research to create insights, to create impact, to make data-driven business decisions, all of that goodness all together under one roof, um, I think that is just an incredible source of power for everyone who's able to attend. All right, that is my recap of a couple weeks out from the Insights Innovation Exchange Conference, North America, I-I-E-X-N-A. You can find me on at Z-O-N-T-Z-I-R-Y on Twitter. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Thontheory. If you even just type in Z Johnson, you will most likely find me. Um, stay tuned for future topics where I'm going to go into more of the, um, the topics that I was talking about just earlier in this podcast about client versus supplier, um, about how we are approaching this whole thing called insights or is it market research or is it market research insights or is it just market insights <laughs> anyway hope you all are doing well i hope to hear from you soon please leave your um, thoughts on linkedin or on twitter share with me what you saw at iiex if you were able to attend or if you weren't able to attend what perhaps you may have seen coming through the twitter sphere or LinkedIn, or other reports that you have heard about the conference itself. See you later! The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.